Good morning. I'm Rami Racham. Hare Amru. Rami Racham said that we said Shabbat Yesh Amot. If a person is torn a shvisa with his feet, he has four amos besides the two thousand amos. On the tenet Amot If a person places bread or food out somewhere to be torn shvisa, does he get dalat amos in addition to the two thousand amos? Amar Rava, Rava said, Tashma Lo Amru Marvin Vapat Elo Hakel Al Hashir. Rava said, come in here. We said that the concept of making an arrow with bread is only to be lenient on a rich person, that he should not have to go out and make an arrow with his feet. The Amrak ain't law, and if you'll say he doesn't have the four amos, is that the lenient lachmir? That's more strict, because if you make an arrow with your feet, you get 2,004 amos. If you make an arrow with your bread, you only get 2,000 amos. Mara says, Afil hachi nechalei. No, it's still a leniency. A person is willing to lose four amos in order to stay home. So it's a leniency that he can stay home and not have to go out. Mishnah. A person went out to visit a city to which you can go if you make an Eruv. It's a city that's within 4,000 amos away. And his friend turned him back. In other words, he went to set up an Eruv before Shabbat, and his friend turned him back. He's permitted to go on Shabbat nevertheless. It's talking about where he has a house in the other city. Even though he never made an Eruv and he never said he's going, doesn't uproot his intention of being Konesh Visa at the end of the Tom so he can go to his other house. That's how Rashi explains. But the rest of the people, if he was supposed to make a, a an arrow for other people, and he didn't do it, they cannot go. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says if he could have made an arrow and he did not, he is a Hamar Gamal. He's stuck to the area between where he wanted to make an arrow and where he was when Shabbos started can't go 2,000 hours to the right because he wanted to make an error of 2,000 hours to the left, and he can't go more than 2,000 hours to the left because when Shabbos started, he was to the right. So he's, he's a Hamar Gamal. He's pulled in both directions. Mara asks, Maishna Ihu, Maishna Inhu. What's the difference between him and everyone else? There's no error. Mara tells us what Rashi already told us. It's talking about where he has two houses and there are two Tchumei Shabbos between them. They are 4,000 almost apart. Since he set out on the road before Shabbos to set out an Eruv, so he is like an Ani. He's a poor person who's not at home. Everyone else is a rich person because they're at home. Similarly, in the Brisa, that when a person has two houses and there are two Tchumei Shabbos between them, if that's the case of the Mishnah, a person has two houses and there are two Tchumei Shabbos between them. Since he, once he set out on the road to go make an Eruv, he acquires the Eruv, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. And his son, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, went even farther. That even if his friend met him and said, Stay here, it's hot, it's cold, the next day 
he can get up and go. Rashi says that Rabbi Yossi of Rabbi Yehuda is adding that even if he did not set out on the road, he just wanted to set out on the road, and his friend said to him, what are you going out in the heat for? What are you going out in the cold for? Stay here. Stay home. He never left home. That he still is Kone Shisa out there as if he made an Eruv. Amar Rabba. Rabba says, Lomar Kule Amalopligi Everyone agrees that he has to make a statement that I want to be Kone Shisa out there. Everyone meaning Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda. He has to declare his intention to be Konashisa out there, like the second set of Rashi. It starts in the seventh wide line. According to the first exclamation of Rashi, it means everyone agrees there has to be somebody dissuading him from going. According to the second explanation in Rashi, it means everyone agrees he has to have declared his intention to go. They're only arguing about whether he actually has to set out on the road. Does he have to literally hold hold the road, that you have to set out on the road. It's interesting, Rashi introduces his second explanation with Lashon Acher Another version, but I didn't learn it from anyone. This Rashi is telling you, this is this is what I think it means. You know, my Rebbe taught me differently, but this is this seems like a better explanation to me. He does he does introduce it to before by saying by he signs off the other Shabbat saying Kafshamati. Right. And it explains why he doesn't like it. So I guess this is yeah. the contrary. Right. Tach shamati yesh. This is what I heard, but there are many reasons to to hesitate about this interpretation, the first interpretation. Gemara continues, Rabbi Yosef says nobody argues that he actually needs to hold, grab onto the road. In other words, everyone agrees he needs to leave his house. Ipligi lomar where they're arguing is whether he needs to make a declaration. Rabbi Yehuda says that he needs to declare my shisa is over there in the other place. And Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, is saying that even if he doesn't declare my shisa is over there, since he demonstrated his intention to go, he's Kohenet. Kumar asks, Kuman az lahad amar ula, like whom did ula say, Somebody took hold of the road and his friend turned him back. He is turned back and he has a hold on the road. Where I ask, what does that mean? If he's turned back, that sounds like he doesn't have a hold on the road. So what do you mean he has a hold on the road? And if he has a hold on the road, what do you mean he's turned back? This is what it means. Even though he's physically turned back, he has a hold on the road. Shaman, who's that like? That is like Rav Yosef, according to Rav Yehuda. Rashi says, according to my first explanation, that Rav Yosef says that Rav Yosef requires both. Somebody verbally turns him back and that he that he grabs hold of the road. So, Mars asking, according to whom is the statement of Ula that requires both, that he must have taken hold of the road and that someone turned him back. And that's according to Rav Yosef, according to Rav Yosef, Rav Yehuda, who requires both. Rashi says it's also according to Rava, according to Rav Yehuda, but the Gemara just took one of the two possibilities. And according to the second explanation in Rashi, that this means that like whom is the statement of Ula 
that you do not have to say my shisa is in such and such a place that even though you are turned back, meaning you are completely turned back, you never even said my shisa is in such and such a place, nevertheless you're considered to have taken hold of the road. That is like Rav Yosef, according to Rav Yosef Rav Yehuda, who says you don't need to say anything. The Gemara continues, Rav Yehuda bar ishtata aitile kalkala deperi le Rav Natan bar Oshia. Rav Yehuda bar ishtata, Rashi says at the name of a person, brought a basket of fruits to Rav Natan bar Oshia. He have a azil shake adenachi darga. When it was time for him to go, when it was time for Rav Yehuda bar ishtata to go home, Rashi says it was within four four thousand amos ke adenachi darga. Rav Nathan Varoshia let him go until he had gone down one step. Amalei Beitacha. And Rav Nathan Varoshia told him, sleep here. And tomorrow you'll get an early start. Rav Yehuda Varishtata brought the basket of fruits to Rav Nathan Varoshia. When he was ready to go home, which was 4,000 amos away, right before Shabbos, Rav Nathan Varoshia let him go until he had gone down one step from the front door, or from the upstairs where he lived. And then he said to him, sleep here, and tomorrow you'll go home. So he let him start going, and then he stopped him and said, sleep here, you go home tomorrow. That way he was Konishisa, 2,000 amos away, on the way home, and he would be able to go 4,000 amos on Shabbat. Where I asked Kiman for Rav Yosef. Now, why did he let him go down the step? Is that according to Rav Yosef Rav Yehuda, who says that you need to actually take a step Take hold of the road. No, it's like Rabba according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rashi says that according to the second Lashon, the second Rashi's second interpretation of the Machlokas, the Gemara is saying, according to whom is it enough that he set out on the road and never said, my Shvisa is in a certain place? Is it like Rabbi Yosef according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda? And the Gemara says, no, it's like Rava, according to Rav Yehuda, that he doesn't need to say anything. Point to the second interpretation, Rava said, everyone agrees that you need to make a declaration, and they're only arguing about whether you need to grab hold of the road. According to Rav Yehuda, you need to grab hold of the road, you need to actually physically leave, and you also need to say something. And the case here is that he said something, and it's just missing from the story. That's that's what the Gemara is answering, that it, he did say something, and it's just missing from the story. Rabbi Meir Omer, the Mishnah says that Rabbi Meir said, uh, somebody could make an Eruv and doesn't. He's a Hamar Gamal. He's pulled in both directions. Gemara says, We already learned this one. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Hudomim, Hareza Hamar Gamal. That if there's a doubt, where his Eruv is, he is a Hamar Gamal. He's pulled in two directions. We said this back where, in the case where his Eruv rolled out of the Tom, or it was burnt up before Shabbos started. Uh, we said it's not an Eruv, and if, if it burns up after Shabbos started, it is an Eruv, and if we're not sure when it happened, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda say that he's a Hamar Gamal. So apparently, wherever there's a suffix, He's a Hamar Gamal, and our Mishnah is also a suffix. Rashi says the question is only on Rabbi Meir. He already told us this once, that 
any time a person made an Erov in a place that's not a, a good Erov, he's a Chamar Gamal. Amar Sheshet, or Sheshet said, Lo Tema Tama the Rameir, Safek Erov, Safek Erov, Safek Loirev. Don't say that Rabbi Meir's reason here is because of a suffix. It's a suffix whether he was Konashvisa or over in that other place or not Konashvisa in that other place. Davi Chamar Gamal. Aval Vadai Lo Erev, Wavi Chamar Gamal. That would lead you to say that if he definitely did not make an Erov, he's not a Chamar Gamal. El Afilu Vadai Lo Erev. Even if he definitely did not make an Erov, Havi Chamar Gamal. He's a Chamar Gamal, the Hacha Vadai Lo Erev, because he also didn't make an Eruv here. In other words, he did not intend to be Konish Visa here. He wanted to be Konish Visa somewhere else, and somebody dissuaded him from, from doing so. But he did not want to be Konish Visa here. Therefore, he's a Hamar Gamal. So, this is not the same as a case of a Safek. Rather, this is a new case. Mishnah. If somebody went out of the Tchum, even one Amma, he may not come in. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Shtayim Yikanesh Shalos Lo Yikanesh. Rabbi Eliezer says, if he went out two Amos, he may come in, because according to Rabbi Eliezer, the person's four Amos overlap with the two thousand Amos of the Tom, and that allows him to come in. But if it's if he's three Amos outside, since he's in the center of his four Amos, he only has two Amos in each direction, so they don't reach the Tom, Therefore, he cannot come in. Mara Amra Bichanina. If he has one foot inside the Tchum and one foot outside the Tchum, he may not enter. It says, if you will, return your leg on Shabbos. Now, Raglecha is plural, but it's written Raglecha, singular. We learned in the that if you have one foot inside the Tchum and one foot outside the Tchum, you may come in. Where it says, Hamani Achirim, that's the opinion of Achirim. The Tanya has learned in another Brisa, Achirim Omrim, Lamakom Shuvo Unizkar. The place where the majority of him is, that's where he is drawn. And here, we're talking about where he only has one foot outside, but most of his body is inside the Tchum. Ikad Amri, there are those who say, Amr Bichanina, Ragloach, Hatzabachatum, Ragloach, Hatzabachatum, Yikanes. He has one foot inside and one foot outside. He may enter the Tchum. It says, if you will return your foot on Shabbos, Raglecha Karinan. We read it, Raglecha, plural. So even though it's written singular, you see that the prohibition is only to return both of your feet into the Tchum, but not to return only one foot into the Tchum. Ra'atanya, but we learn the Raisa, Lo'i that you should not come in. Udamar Kachirim, Rebechenina, Said this according to Acherim, Titania Lamakom Shuvo Uniskar. We learn the Brisa, the place where the majority of him is, that's where he's drawn to, and it's talking about where his foot is outside, but the majority of his torso is still inside the Tchum. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Shtayim Yikanesh Rabbi Eliezer says, if he went out two Amos, he may enter. If he went out three Amos, he may not enter. Vatania Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Achat Yikanesh Shtayim we have another Brisa where Rabbi Eliezer says, if he went at one Amah, he may come in. Two Amos, he may not come in. Lo Kasha. Not a Kasha. Had Akar Hada Vikam Atarti. Had Akar Tarti Vikam Atla. The Mishnah, which says that if he went out two, he may come in, it means when he went out of the first Amah and he's standing in the second Amah. And it means if he's standing in the second Amah, 
he may come in. If he's standing in the third Amma, he may not come in. And the Brisa means that if he went past one Amma, he may come in. If he went past two Amas, he may not come in. Well, another Brisa, where Rabbi Eliezer says, even if he went out to just one Amma, he may not come in. Mara says, that's talking about the person who got stuck out on the road, and he says, my Shvisa should be in such and such a place, and he then walks 2,000 average steps to see if it brings him into the home of the city, and his 2,000 average steps end, ended one Amma outside the Qum, he may not enter, because even if the 2,000 Amos would take him all the way to the Qum, he would not be allowed to go beyond that, because we said that a person who's, who's pacing off the Qum has 2,000 average steps. We said that if a person's pacing off 2,000 steps, we give him 2,000 Amos, meaning 2,000 average steps, and even if it ends inside a cave in an enclosed area, he may not go even one step beyond that. Mishnah. If somebody spent Shabbos even outside the Tum, even one Amma, that is, he was traveling, and Shabbos started, and he's even one Amma outside the Tum, he may not enter. Rabbi Shimon says, even if he's 15 Amos outside, he may enter. Because the people who measure the tum do not stretch the ropes taut, as we will learn later. They would me- they would measure the tum using the ropes that were 50 almost long, but they would not pull them taut because of people who make mistakes. Mara says, What does it mean, people who make mistakes? The people who don't recognize the signs that say the tum ends here, because the sign's always in Yiddish, and when you're walking, you don't see, you know, you see the sign, you don't know what it means, and so you walk past the Tum, and well, after you've gone past it, somebody yells at you and tells you you've gone too far, therefore they build in a margin of error to allow you to come back. I've been a lot of Have a good day.